Has it ever occurred to you just how incredible grapes are? Now think about it. That little box of raisins your mother packed in your lunch bag was the only fruit that qualified as a dessert. And consider this. When we hear juicy gossip, we say we heard it through the grapevine. We didn't hear it through the apple tree or the berry bush. Grapes are so darn special that the grocery store expects us to snitch a few to ensure quality control. Try doing that with a banana or a pineapple. Admit it, every encounter you've ever had with grapes has been positive. That's why we created Grape Encounters, a place for adults to hang out and focus on the paramount achievement of grapedom. Delicious, irresistible wine. Wine brings people together. It starts conversations. It makes us happy. In fact, wherever there are grapes, there's gorgeous scenery, very cool people, and plenty of laughter. All that being said, let's bring out your guide for this journey. The Wizard of Wine, the Gangster of Grape, David Wilson. I had the biggest wow today. Remember last week when I told you I'm just going to take off and I'm not going to go any place that I can't go by train and it's all going to be wine adventures, but it's not going to be your usual tasting room adventures out at wineries. And the other thing is, is that I told you that we're planning to do something in conjunction with the Wine Institute, which is about pairing wines with national parks and state parks. And so I'm sitting there thinking about all this stuff and letting it percolate in my head. And I said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go down to Torrey Pines in San Diego, and we're going to also pay homage to the wines of San Diego County, California, because they are making incredible wines in this region, but they get overshadowed by a lot of other places. But their wines deserve a lot of attention. And I'm going to prove it today because I took the train down to the area in San Diego where Petco Park is. And there are scads of wine bars down there. And I am at a place that is getting a lot of attention because they are making extraordinary wine. And they have about 900 tasting rooms of their own. <laughs> well, at least four or five. Anyway, it is Mike and Linda McWilliams. And their winery is San Pasqual Winery. And I am sitting, how far is it, you guys, from here to the boats? We can spit pretty about, much. About 60 feet. Do you ever spit on the boats? <laughs> no, we live on a boat sometimes, but do, we don't spit I? on them. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what we say in the American vernacular? It's close enough to spit. Like It's like, no, it's not the most accurate measuring device, but it works. Okay, first, let me say this. I came into this area. This is Seaport Village. I take Uber over here. The Uber driver takes me into the Marina District, and I find my jaw in my lap. We're driving, and I'm looking at this incredible contemporary architecture. We're talking apartments. Apartments, condos, condos hotels. Yachts that you can sleep on. Yep. Crazy. We got it all. The most beautiful mixture of old Spanish 
and a very understated but kind of sharp-edged architecture that somehow manages to complement that mission style. It's really an interesting juxtaposition of styles that just works. So that's what you guys are. A very interesting juxtaposition of styles that works. So first, how many tasting rooms do we have here? You guys. Well, we have four tasting rooms altogether. Two down here at Seaport Village now. We have two in La Mesa. The winery itself is at La Mesa Wineworks right, yeah. in La Mesa. And then we have a tasting room in the old village, the downtown village of La Mesa. La Mesa is about 15 miles due east of downtown San Diego. And then you've got this bubble room here. We've got the, the bubble bar. We just opened the toast bubble bar right around the corner from our Seaport Village tasting room. So you guys have a very strange pedigree. Neither of you had anything going on where wine is concerned. Drinking it. Drinking it. That'll work. That sound, by the way, is a little teeny tiny person pushing the smallest shopping cart I've ever seen. So you guys are from the Chicago area, and neither of you were anywhere near the wine business but had careers that did drive you to drink. (laughs) Right. Okay. I worked at middle school for a number of years as middle school speech therapist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Living with that has nothing to do with wine. Well, but living Uh, with a thousand adolescents every day can kind of bring you there. (laughs) Now you were doing what, Mike? I was a probation officer actually for uh, a couple of years. Yeah, I was. Probation officer. You never told me that part. Well, I kept it a secret. (laughs) Well, you knew I wouldn't come, right? Okay. (laughs) You might have been on my caseload. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, that was up in Stockton, and came down to San Diego for graduate school. Got my degree in industrial psychologist, and did industrial (laughs) psychology for. For 40 years, I guess. And then we got into the wine biz. All right. So as Mike was talking, Linda was pouring something called Summer Vine Habanero. What have I got here? It is super fun. Besides white... I got to sniff this thing. Absolutely. You must. What are San Diegans drinking? Besides whites, rosé, and reds, uh, we make super fun passion fruit wines. Is this made for passion fruit right here? No grapes were harmed in the making of this wine, (laughs) I will say. So it's passion fruit. Get out of town. Uh, This is delicious. Isn't that fun? It's raspberry. We make our own hibiscus tea and add that for our beautiful color. And then... uh, crush habanero peppers and let that ferment all together. All right. This is absolutely crazy fun. (laughs) See, this is the thing that I try to get across to listeners. We don't need to be so stuck up. We don't need to only drink wines that are as sophisticated as we are. As a matter of fact, if we only drank wines that are as sophisticated as we are, this would be the only wine people would be drinking right here. We had some people suggest that maybe you should just stop making the others and just make this stuff. The passion fruit, we have the straight passion fruit that's like ruby red grapefruit on the palate. We have a passion fruit that we add raspberry and hibiscus tea. We call that one roselle. And then we have this passion fruit, habanero. But what is it that makes you say to yourself, I'm going to put hibiscus tea in a wine? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> We're trying to look for something that would add good flavor, add some color, and add some body. It actually it. gives it some it of the tannin. It, that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Tea has a lot of tannin mm-hmm. in it, doesn't it? I wouldn't have even thought of that. That's brilliant. It so, covers so, the bases. So yeah. you had a long career in speech therapy. 
And then you go back to UC Davis. Did the online program because I was still working my speech therapy job and also doing the winery at that time as well. You just throw caution to the wind and you decide that you're going to get into the wine business. You had good careers, right? Yeah. Or are you guys on the witness protection program? (laughs) It seems like that could be part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I tasted, I think, four of your wines before we went on the air. I'm going to tell you, those wines were amazing. And listeners... Get this, okay? These guys just tear it up at the competitions. I'm going to let you talk about your awards from the San Francisco Chronicle competition. It's one of the toughest competitions in the country, and you guys just knocked it out of the park. Talk about the awards. Well, we started out with the 2021 Albarino. We were so excited. That was a gold from the San Francisco Chronicle this year. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what we thought. By by the way, that that Albarino is is among one of the best Albarinos I've ever tasted. That's fantastic. That wine is so delicious. That's all I can say. Next. (laughs) The next one, we had our 2021 Riesling, and it's a dry Riesling, grapes from San Diego County, and that won a silver at the Chronicle. And very, very nice. And I don't understand, like, nobody makes Riesling here, so you had to be the one to make it. Yeah, I guess so. So we just decided to take a shot at it. We have a uh, river cruise through Germany next year, and we decided we're going to make some Riesling and take it over there and compare it to the Germans. So that was the motivation. That was the motivation. And I I didn't believe we could find Riesling fruit here in San Diego, but sure enough. What's next? And then we had the 27 Tempranillo, and that fruit came to us from Clarksburg from Herringer Family Estates. And uh, I love Herringer. So fun. And then we went on to the 2016 Cuvée Classic, which is our Bordeaux-style blend. Delish. Yeah. That won a silver at the Orange County Wine Competition. That's an excellent competition, too. It really is. Yes, we've got a good blend in there and included some of the Tanat that was the next wine that we uh, okay, tasted. That, I don't even know what to say about the Tanat. I'm not going to say not to not. I'm, <laughs> one of my absolute favorite varietals of all time, and I think I've actually been on the record saying that my single favorite varietal is to not. But it might be Cab Franc. It might be Cab Franc or to not. I don't know why somebody doesn't just make a Tanat Cab Franc blend. Yeah. That'd be the perfect wine if you ask me. <laughs> okay, would. that's your mission. That wine is absolutely wonderful. And that won what? That was a double gold at, at the San Diego County Toast wow. of the Coast Wine Competition. I'll tell you something. The wines that I've had so far, absolutely wonderful. I'm sitting here with Linda and Mike at the San Pasqual Winery at the harbor here in San Diego. It's just absolutely beautiful. Really and truly, if you want want to chart a course for a very different wine tasting experience, you've got to just come down here because there's lots of opportunities. I'm going to take you to another fabulous uh, tasting room and winemaking operation in just a little bit, but we're going to come back and we're going to try some other fun stuff right here on Grape Encounters. You're listening to Grape Encounters with David Wilson. We offer something for everyone. Unfortunately, we're not allowed to offer free wine. That's what your friends are for. At MM Organics, we're surrounded by health nuts. That's because we're obsessed with lowering blood pressure, cholesterol, and the risk of cancer. We want to make weight loss easier and help you strengthen everything from your heart to your teeth, nails, and hair. Full disclosure. Those health nuts are actually dry-farmed heirloom certified organic raw walnuts. Rich with essential vitamins and nutrients, they're vastly superior to other nuts. Imagine 
Walnuts can actually lower stress and boost your brain power. No wonder MM Organics customers are so darn smart. MMOrganics.com is where you'll find our uniquely irresistible raw walnuts, walnut butter, oil and flour, sprouted flavored walnuts, and decadent fair trade chocolate covered walnuts, which pair beautifully with our legendary two horse port style wine. MMOrganics.com eating any other nuts is just plain nuts. And this edition of Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine and More. One of the absolute best ways I'm able to discover the latest and greatest Cabernet, Chardonnay, or artisan spirit is to go exploring at Total Wine and More. A whole lot more. Like the smile of an expert eager to help you find a new favorite. And the confidence of knowing there's something special everywhere you look. Plus, the freedom to discover a mind-blowing selection at totally low prices online at TotalWine.com. Where you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Please drink responsibly. Be 21. You know, I can honestly tell you the last four or five days, I have had the best time in the San Diego area. And right now I'm sitting with the McWilliams, Mike and Linda. They're a barrel of fun. You guys just poured me something. It's called Sweet Heat Passion Fruit Habanero Brandy. Wait a second. Whose idea was this? You're the winemaker, Linda. Yeah, but yeah. I think I took he, her wine he and took it. took it up a notch, <laughs> put it on steroids. So you make him this lovely, beautiful, hot, sweet thing, which, by the way, people love. You know, hot sweet is a big thing in America. But I can only picture you're sitting there and you, you know, maybe cozying up on the couch after a long day. And Mike says, you know, you know, Linda, the passion fruit habanero wine is really lovely. Can't we just amp it up a little bit, you know, just for me? And then you massage your feet, right? I think you've been listening in. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Something, like, <laughs> I <feel> something like that. <laughs> Let's talk about San Diego in general. You know, we have to differentiate between the region and the city. The city is a really big city, actually. And it's a very diverse city with a lot of different things going on. I didn't like to come here, but that's been a long time ago. I have just been having the most wonderful time here. Wonderful. And I stayed at this place, the Lafayette Hotel, which is just up the road, I don't know, what, 10 minutes or something, right? Yep, 10 or 12. This famous hotel, Hotel Motel, that the most important people and celebrities of the 40s and 50s and 60s, they stayed there. Marilyn stayed there. Johnny Weissmuller has a pool there, you know? It's just the most crazy, wonderful place. And what's really wonderful about it is it's the real deal. They're not, they're trying to fake it. The vibe is for real. And I love that about this place. But I'm finding that all over the place here, that there's a certain genuineness about San Diego. That's what we like to see ourselves as, is very genuine and not as frenetic as, say, L.A. area. We like to be a little more laid back. And, and, you know, you've got a different thing going on geographically because you're surrounded by a very different ambiance than Los Angeles. And you've got a lot of open spaces here. You've got less crowded beaches and shorelines. You can have the most splendid wine experience here in San Diego. If you charted your course carefully, you could literally 
do nothing but wineries and not even realize that you're in San Diego. Or you could enjoy the really laid back but also cosmopolitan nature of San Diego and at the same time really have great wine experiences. And I should say, not just with the wines that are made here, but also the fact that this is a very wine savvy city. So you go to a nice hotel, nice restaurant, you're going to find really good wines. Fair enough? Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. That's true. Let's talk about you, Linda, for a second, okay? You were president of the Vintners Association here. Right. First woman president as well. The, the first woman president. Yeah. Two terms. And, Two terms. <laughs> and that's a big deal. And then you're on the board of directors of the Wine Institute. You get involved. Why? Well, I think it's just fun to kind of give back to the industry and also, Why, what, wait, 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 what did they give you? Well, it's a fun group to be with. That's one. There's always good wine. That's another. But I think it's important for us, especially in San Diego County, to get involved in these larger yeah. groups so people think about us and maybe look south and say, huh, I guess there are wineries in San Diego County where there's over 150 now. Uh, Is that right? Yeah. 150 now. I'm just going to venture off to that for a second. The challenge for San Diego County wineries is that we're spread around the county. It's a massive area. Rather than, say, a Highway 29 where you get off at the right. left and the right and the left yeah. and the right, you know, we're like spaghetti sauce splashed on the wall. It's all over the place. So check out sandiegowineries.org for a map of wineries in the county to visit and they're large and small and most of the time you'll go and it's in somebody's patio or garage that's their winery and the winemaker and owner will be pouring the wines and sharing them with you so it's a real different kinds of down-home kind of experience here. And so what do you think the future of this region is? It takes a long time for a wine region to get noticed. I mean, Napa Valley, they were making wines back in the 1800s, early 1800s there. Well, let's go back further than that. The Spaniards were making it even way before that. It takes a long time to get noticed. Where do you see this county going? Well, everybody started small, too. So I think we're kind of following that path. But I think because of our geography here in San Diego County, there's a lot of opportunities for people that want to have different size. If you want to stay small yeah. and have your own family thing on your property, that's perfect. And then if you want to expand and go big, you pay the price. Yeah. We have a fairly strict county ordinance that regulates where and how you can put in a, a winery. So you have to meet those milestones along the way if you want to expand. So you source your grapes. Have you thought about planting grapes? I've thought about it, but we have something even better because we work with vineyards very close to us. I'm actually out with the vineyards. I do some consulting with the owners, with the growers. A lot of San Pasqualians go out and harvest. We help with pruning. Mm -hmm. So we have all the wonderful things about having a vineyard without having to own a vineyard. <laughs> yeah. So I think we have the best of both worlds. All right. Well, listen, I have got a tootle down the road. You were talking about uh, spaghetti sauce a minute ago. And I am now on my way to Little Italy. And I'm very excited to go there because this is one of the really interesting and historic spots in San Diego that I think very few people outside of San Diego really know that much about. 
And I decided I needed to go there because it turns out it's like super wine savvy, lots of Italian restaurants there, which is a good thing to have in a place called Little Italy. <laughs> and I'm going to have some pasta. I'm going to have some wine and I'm going to have a really, really good time. And that's what I'm doing next after I pop out of here. One of those, uh, those are Marines, right? Or is that Navy that we saw with the helicopters? Those were Navy helicopters. Navy helicopter going to be landing right here uh, in this little area right in front of the patio uh, so that during the commercial break, I can get <laughs> up to the little Italy staging area. And that's what we're going to be doing next. You guys, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I wish you lots of luck. I really, really love these wines. Can they be bought online? Yes, they can. Okay. So I'm just going to say you definitely need the Tanat, listeners. You definitely want to play around with the passion fruit habanero wine. Buy it as a Valentine's Day present, I think. The Albarino is just stunning. And the... Oh, just buy one of everything. There you go. (laughs) The the Cuvée Classic is really quite good. It's really lovely. And the Tempranillo. If you're a Tempranillo lover, buy the Tempranillo because it's a great Tempranillo for people who love Tempranillo. Really, actually, everything I tasted was fantastic. Every one of them deserves high silvers and even all the way to high golds, which is what they're getting. And I would say that that assessment is correct. So that's going to do it from San Pasquale. The website is sanpasqualwinery.com. And that's spelled, by the way, P-A-S-Q-U-A-L. And we will be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. Smoke from increasing wildfires is tainting wine grapes, and vineyard executives are looking for new ways to adapt. Pure Fresh Wines O3 technology helps vineyards overcome the problems caused by wildfire smoke by treating grapes pre-crush to improve fermentation and overall wine quality, as well as removing smoke taint. For the typical winery, saving a full harvest of grapes with Pure Fresh wine costs only 10 cents per bottle. O3 technology has been approved by the FDA and USDA. It leaves no residue and uses no chemicals. It provides many benefits to wineries, including the removal of sulfur, pesticides, and fungicides pre-crush, the reduction of bad bacteria and mold issues, an improvement in roundness and fruit-forward palate notes, and so much more. Most importantly, it safely and naturally breaks down smoke taint molecules to save grapes from damage. Rescue your harvest from smoke taint. Visit purefreshwine.com today. When you discover a new favorite bottle of Chardonnay, sparkling wine, or artisan spirit at Total Wine & More, you'll discover a whole lot more. Like the friendly smile of an expert guide, ready to help you find that perfect bottle. And the confidence of knowing you just found something really special. Explore the wondrous selection and totally low prices at TotalWine.com, where you'll find what you love and love what you find. Please drink responsibly. Be 21. This edition of Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine and More. When you discover a new favorite bottle of Chardonnay, sparkling wine, or craft spirit at Total Wine and More, you'll discover a whole lot more. Like the confidence of knowing you just found something really special. So explore the wondrous selection at TotalWine.com, where you'll find what you love and love what you find. Please drink responsibly. Be 21. Be 
And we're back with Grape Encounters Radio. Now we have moved up the street just a little bit and in a really, really interesting part of San Diego, Little Italy. And we are at a place called Pally Wine. And I have a certain affection for this business because their wines come from my neck of the woods, at least my old neck of the woods. And they have several tasting rooms. I love their business concept a lot. And I came here last night and I sucked down a bunch of their wine because they make really exceptionally good wines. And if you don't believe me, you could talk to Warren Phelps. He manages this place. He's sitting with me right now. I appreciate you taking the time to join me. I appreciate you having me. It's quieter in the daytime, right? But then at night, it gets crazy in here. It does pick up quite a bit. Last night when you were in here, we were doing a comedy show in the back, but you were upstairs on the patio. I thought it was really nice. And I love the idea of uh, comedy shows. Wine goes good with laughter. It really does. It brings people together, laughter, all of that. And of course, wine is great to enjoy with that. So... We've been talking on today's show about this whole area and how you can come to a place like San Diego, not just downtown San Diego, but you can come to a place like this and you can do literally a full-on wine experience. But it's going to be different than when you go to Napa or Sonoma or Bordeaux or, you know, any place else where you just immerse yourself in wine country and you go from tasting room to tasting room. This is different. What we tried to create is what we say is an urban tasting room. Exactly. And that's bringing a little bit of the Central Coast right downtown, but still providing that hands-on information from our staff while pouring a custom flight or pre-curated. We're really trying to bring that winery experience, but we are located right in the heart of it. As you can hear, the airplanes are going over as we speak. Those aren't airplanes. Those are jets. And they, you know, (laughs) every once in a while, some of them are obviously bigger than others because, you know, the hair on my neck stands up when some of those things go by. We'll call this a Top Gun themed wine tasting (laughs) room. Love it. How many tasting rooms in total do you guys have? Currently, we have six. We just opened at the beginning of the year a location in the Funk Zone, which made it two locations that we have in the Funk Zone. So that's downtown Santa Barbara. That's a a great area of wineries and tasting rooms that have gotten together and created this space where you can kind of bounce door to door and taste some of the best Central Coast wines that we have to offer. I was saying earlier, if it wasn't for Santa Barbara and actually the Funk Zone, I probably wouldn't have this radio program. The reason for that is, is I don't know if they still do it, but there's a train that runs from Union Station in Los Angeles to Santa Barbara, and it's called the Santa Barbara Wine Train. You're looking at me like, you, yeah, know, I don't, you don't know about I, this. I'm not familiar with that wine train, so I can't so, answer if it's still there. So, so it's a privately owned train car. I want to say that it goes back to like the 20s or something. It's a historic car in mint condition, and they serve you breakfast going up to Santa Barbara and they serve you dinner coming back and we rented the entire car when I first started the program and it drew listeners from all over the U.S. that were listening to us online. And that really gave us the momentum. That show that we did became the catalyst for us growing the show. Yeah, it sounds like a fantastic experience. Crazy. Yeah. Don't you think Santa Barbara is in a way like a little San Diego? Absolutely. I think Santa Barbara does an incredible job of keeping 
kind of to their roots in that area. You know, I think they do a great job of nurturing the wine culture there. Yeah. It's almost like a sacred culture there. When you go up there, you have a different feeling about the wine. So I go to other wine-centric places around the country and around the world, and it's actually shocking to me how many people don't know Paso Robles. They don't know San Luis Obispo, and it's shocking to me because if, if I can say, those wines are shockingly good. I mean, I, re- I mean, don't you think that the wines of the Central Coast today are, you know, it, it, well, let's say this, that the Central Coast today is kind of in the same position that Napa and Sonoma were in, what, in 70s. 20, 20 or 30 years I, ago, maybe? You know, it's funny you said that. I was completely going to say that it's almost like it's evolving down to where Napa has joined, if you will, some of the European countries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then now the Central Coast has become the Napa of before. And then Valle de Guadalupe is making a big push for it as we speak. Uh, so okay, okay, and let's talk about that for a second, because I had a Cabernet from there last night and i'm telling you it was mind-blowing how good that was they're making some good juice down there Uh, it was mind-blowing i had it at my hotel and it was just like this is so incredible and 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 that's something that i was mentioning earlier on the show today is that the, the wine experience opportunities when you come to san diego are much bigger than san diego for a couple of reasons because you also have riverside county mm-hmm. that makes a lot of wine but south of the border i mean don't kid yourself the wines that are coming out of mexico are going to be as important to mexico as fine tequila is absolutely and by the way fine tequila isn't like you know just cuervo i mean (laughs) if you go this is a funny thing that people don't know about um about tequila in Mexico is that when you go south of the border and you go to some of these tequila tasting rooms, what you are going to taste is so delicious. It's just beyond description. Fair enough? Is it fair? That's more than fair. They they put out tequilas down there that you and I have never heard of that are phenomenal. Nor that that you and I can afford. Or yes, that's a good point. (laughs) I'm not speculating on your income, but but I'm just saying that you you could pay $500 for a bottle of tequila there easily. Mm -hmm. And and I would say, honestly, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Generally speaking. I agree. They're masterfully made. But anyway, they're doing the same. They're bringing that same mentality to the wine industry. They I think. really are. They're very passionate about the wine. Okay, so look, coming back here, uh, everywhere that I have gone in San Diego these past four or five days now has had, you know, restaurants and wine bars and all that. They've had really exceptional menus. I mean, really good wines. And what I've really loved about it is uh, I haven't seen any of the same old, same old. And, and I'm talking about wines that are exquisite wines that come from, you know, places like, let's say, Opus One mm-hmm. or Camus. But I think there's a real uh, determination, at least it, it, from what I'm seeing, to be um, a place of discovery. Yeah. The, well, San Diego in general has been evolving um, 
as far as the food and wine culture go. Um, we've got some incredible chefs in the city now. We've got some incredible psalms, bar, you know, uh, craft cocktail um, bartender. It's come a long way. When I moved here about 17 years ago, it was it felt like a big beach town. Yeah. And the, the food scene, uh, the wine scene, like I said, the craft cocktail scene, and of course, beer in San Diego County I, is incredibly huge. I, I'm really being honest, Warren. I don't want to leave today. Yeah. Well, tomorrow, <laughs> I'm going to leave tomorrow, but I don't want to leave because I've seen just a tiny, tiny bit of what San Diego's got going on. And it's not the San Diego that I you know, remember from my last visit. I haven't been down here much. Driving around these streets in my Uber, <laughs> I can tell you that I've just been salivating at looking at some of the restaurants and the and the just venues for this, that, and the other thing. I stayed at the Lafayette Hotel and Swim Club, mm-hmm. and that was like one of the best hotel experiences of my life. Yep. It was just wonderful. That's a classic. That's a staple here in San Diego. I, I mean, I slept in the same bed as Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> but not at the same time. No. No. <laughs> and I, you know, and I think uh, President Kennedy slept there and all these, you know. Probably at the in, same time. In, in, no. <laughs> well, with Maryland. But anyway, there's there's so much to discover. So I'm just telling you, if you are looking for a wine adventure and maybe you don't want to pay $700 for a hotel room in one of the great wine countries, you can come here. I think that you nailed it when there is just a lot of options when you come to San Diego as far as food, wine, yeah. and whatnot. But but, but, but I'm going to just say this. We're going to take a break, but I'm, I'm going to say this one last thing, though. I'm going to recommend, if you are on a budget, okay, but also if you don't want to be in the thick of the crowds, come on a Monday, come on a Tuesday. Absolutely. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because it it's, gets really it's busy on big. the weekends. But if you're coming, if you want to have an urban wine experience like no other, mm-hmm. I'm thinking... This might be one of the single best wine-centric towns in America that I've been to. One of the single best. And I'm saying that about a town that I used to disc. All right, so we're going to take a little break. We are at Pally Wine Company, uh, one of, what, six tasting rooms that you guys have. Yeah, six of them. And we're talking to Warren Phelps. This is a wonderful place, and I'll tell you about my experience last night when we returned with more Grape Encounters. Something amazing happened to me the other day at Total Wine and More. I found my new favorite Cabernet Sauvignon at a totally low price. As soon as I picked it up, it felt like, aha, I knew it was the one. So go explore their wondrous selection and you'll feel it too. Because at Total Wine and More, you'll find what you love and love what you find. Download the Total Wine app or visit TotalWine.com. But please drink responsibly. Be 21. Hey, before I forget, I want to just tell you that we would not have this week's show if it wasn't for the assistance of the San Diego Tourism Authority. They really worked hard to line up 
our guests. I so appreciate it. And helping us tell the story right now is Warren Phelps. He's got kind of the dream job. Yeah. He, you, you manage this wonderful place, uh, Pally Wine Company Tasting Room here. There are six of them in total. I, I want to talk about your concept for a second because... I love what you're doing. I I think my listeners know that a lot of people step on the price of a bottle of wine, or we should say glass of wine, that's even worse. But you guys make your own wine, you have your own tasting rooms, instead of having one tasting room that's plopped in the middle of wine country, you have them in uh, urban areas where people are coming and gathering and enjoying things like wine, and it really brings the price down. can bring higher quality for for less money and and that that's definitely the plan is to bring a high quality uh, juice to people in city or urban environments that aren't able to get to our central coast tasting rooms or people that aren't able to get up to napa valley or even out to temecula from here a lot of our people work from home these days and they live here and they want to be able to have right. a great wine at their fingertips and and that's something that we try to provide with all of our locations it's a sad reality in the wine business across America that we have a system that when it was put into effect right after prohibition, it wasn't for the most savory of reasons, right? Right. right. And there's a huge effort to try to get rid of what we call the three-tier system. And listen, and I'm not dissing any distributors. I mean, I I appreciate the good work that um, so many of them do. And so do we. But you've got to bear in mind that you got the guy who makes the wine and and he's got his price or she's got her price. Then there might be an importer involved. There might be a warehouser involved. There's going to be a wholesaler involved. There's going to be, in many cases, a retailer involved. I mean, think about that. Each time there's a chunk of money being added to the cost of that bottle. And we've talked about this a lot. And a lot of retailers, to survive, they've got to double the price. Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, think about it. They've got to pay servers. They got to pay, you know, exorbitant uh, insurance. They've got, you know, so many expenses, licenses and all of these things. Oh, well, it's endless, really, yeah. And broken glasses. Need I tell you about that? Mhm. We're in like, <laughs> We know all about broken glass. Here's an off the wall question. How many times does a customer break a glass and plop a little money on the table to help pay for it? Um, not very often. <laughs> like never, like never. Isn't that the, isn't that the craziest? It thing? is it's pretty like, crazy when you put, it's usually quite the opposite where they're, they cheer when a glass breaks. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You, you break a glass and everybody cheers. In, in our uh, wine bar that I had, we used nothing but really top end Riedel glasses. Mm. And we use the Riedel 0.001, which is the great big huge. It's a beautiful glass. It's like a 32-ounce glass, I think, something like that. And when those break, there goes $29. Yeah, it's a moment of silence through the tasting room, right? Oh, yeah, we play play taps. (laughs) (laughs) Rightfully so. We play taps, yeah, because... All right. Anyway, so the wines, let's talk about them for a second. And by the way, I want to compliment the young fellow who... Sydney. Sydney Sydney waited on me last night uh, along with um, the rest of your wonderful staff. And I just, I had such a great time. He was such a wealth of knowledge. And you have these great flights, flight of four, flight of six, right? Yes. And a pretty extensive wine list. What I had was the Pet Moon White. Pet Moon White, yeah, that's our sparkling uh, natural white. So I thought, I I didn't ask him, but it's like a pet nat, right? Exactly. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. 
And explain what that is for a second, because I think most people do not know what a pet nat is. And it was a great experience. Though, you know, don't suck on like a sweet tart after drinking that wine, because that wine is pretty tart in a purposeful and acidic way. Absolutely. I think it's a fantastic, refreshing, sparkling that we can produce rather quickly, bottle quickly and get out. But it is a natural wine. It's unfiltered, so it, it's a little different than maybe some uh, champagne method style wines that people have had in the past. But, you know, the Pet Nat is getting rave reviews. Every vintage that we put out, people are loving it. We've had a yellow. We've had a pink so far. This is our white Pet I, Nat. I wish more people would try it. So it's unfiltered. And the difference between Pet Nat and Champagne, one of the differences is that there's no dosage, right? Exactly. And which, for those who are not familiar with that, the dosage is that mixture of yeast and sugar that is put into champagne at the end and then the champagne bottles they then freeze the top of the champagne bottle and they pick that out lucky right out but uh, with pet net they don't do that second fermentation that's i guess one of the reasons why it's so tart right it is you know it gives it a, i mean it's kind of become its own flavor but like a pet net flavor natural flavor kombucha gets thrown out there sometimes sour beer flavor kind of but yeah, it's that's, a distinct. So that's like really, that's really in right now. Yeah, it's a distinct, uh, you know, um, delicious flavor, uh, refreshing, like you said, um, and especially with the bubbles. So we only have like a minute left. I just wanted to talk for a second about this whole urban winery mm-hmm. business model that we're seeing more and more of. Yeah. And you guys have down here at last count something like a hundred wineries just in the on the periphery of the city. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. There's a, a large amount of wineries, people making wine in the city and also bringing grapes from outside. But, you know, we're always trying to grow the wine culture in San Diego because the more the merrier for us, you know. We'd like to have that draw of people to come down. Okay, so for those who cannot get here, where do we find Pally Wines? And that, by the way, Pally is P-A-L-I. P-A-L-I. Pallywineco.com. You can find all of our wines right there. We also awesome. have tasting rooms in Lompoc, Santa Barbara, Anaheim, downtown LA, and here in San Diego that you can come by. Uh, Warren, great time. I didn't even get a chance. I'm just going to do this in one broad brushstroke, so forgive me for this. Small plates, amazing. The food here that I had last night was just stunning. Yeah, our, yes, our chef little, Travis. Little risotto it. balls. and Oh, the arancini. I was talking to Sydney about the sauce, and apparently he is speculated for a long time about what goes into that sauce and your chef won't tell so i uh, laid out for sydney what i think the sauce is made from and he was going to give it a shot trying to counterfeit the sauce yeah because it's so good it's like an heirloom tomato jam that he made ah it's so good oh my gosh it was delicious but anyway the food's exceptional here and don't let the word small scare you because Mm -hmm. these plates are ample had probably the best wedge salad I've had in almost forever. Everything just delicious. Wine's absolutely perfect. I just freaked out at how good the Grenache was. Mm -hmm. And where there's Grenache, there's often Syrah. And the Syrah was more like hurrah than Syrah. (laughs) It was fabulous. Not one thing that went into my mouth was unpleasant except my foot. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. That's going to do it for Grape Encounters today. And by the way, we'll see you guys here next week. We're going to continue our journey throughout San Diego. We're going to Torrey Pines. We'll talk to you next week. Are you
Are you following Grape Encounters on social media yet? You're not? Well, you should be. It's the best way to hear the latest, juiciest, unfiltered wine stories. It's also the single best way to keep our unpretentious, decidedly different wine conversations going strong. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Grape Encounters. For tons of content on Facebook, you'll want to join our Grape Encounters radio group page. Or if LinkedIn is more your thing, connect with me by typing Grape Encounters Radio or Grape Encounters David in the search bar. Here's the deal. The more you click, the more I'll pour.